Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. Tuesday in the 11 o'clock hour, we always talk uh, to uh, folks that are engaged in the NOLA coalition, whether they are a 501c3 organization or some other member of the community, member of the business community, bringing back, um, giving back, I should say, excuse me, to our community in the attempt in an attempt to make it better for each one of us to live work and raise our families and i know that all sounds cliche but there are a lot of difference makers out there there's a lot that government can and should not be in the doing quite frankly that others have to backfill and step up and provide for our community in order to achieve some level of success and as we compete against other communities the broader the healthier that these programs are, the better we are in a better position that we find ourselves in, in competing across the Gulf South. And today's no different. We're joined by Gregory Ravy, um, president of Heroes of New Orleans, a 501c3 grassroots organization. Gregory, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Gregory, uh, Happy New Year to you and all the folks that work within your organization. Let's start out talking about um, your relationship, or I know most everybody's just starting a relationship with NOLA Coalition. Your thoughts about this NOLA Coalition endeavor? Um, yeah, first of all, Happy New to you, Happy New Year to you as well. Um, so I think the relationship uh, between our organization and NOLA Coalition. Uh, in any organization that they're working with right now, collaborative efforts are so important because, you know, I think, you know, as you said at the top of the conversation, you know, uh, a lot of times we're limited in certain areas, and it's important that where we fall at, you know, others can kind of help us, you know, grow at. Um, and so we're not taking on these issues alone, uh, and we have support out there in different areas to broaden our reach. What, and so uh, tell us a little bit about your organization, Heroes of New Orleans. All right. Yeah, so absolutely. We're dedicated to helping youth and families that are living in poverty or at risk at living in poverty uh, through various ways of mentorship, uh, professional development, uh, career journeys, um, youth and family support. Um, And so we kind of navigate in that 365 surrounding of working with families and making sure that we're able to help them in any way we can to be successful and empower them to grow out of poverty. We hear a lot about the trials and tribulations, obviously, the challenges related to poverty. Yep. 
you have a kid come before you. Tell us that story around that kid. I mean, I know one story kind of begets the next story, right? Yep. Yeah, and so, again, you know, you have a kid come uh, come to our program in need, right? And so we are here and put in place to provide a service. And so and with that understanding of people are going to have a need, I think a lot of times when we are working with young adults, um, we always have in mind what they should stop doing, uh, what they shouldn't be doing, but we very seldom ask them, what's the need and can we meet that need? And can our program meet that need? Not just what we can offer them through the scope of work that we deliver, but can we meet their need in its entirety, whether that's through us or working with other organizations? And so a lot of, uh, you know, big need that our youth is having is, you know, is obviously financial need. You know, we're living in a tough time right now. We're in two. It's very competitive. Social media is right in front of our youth face. Um, they're participating in households uh, as not youth but adults. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the reasons why our program is catered toward young adults, and we pay a stipend to our young adults, uh, $500 per month, 250 every two weeks, because we know that's one of the needs that they face, and, and that's, you know, one of the biggest driving forces behind some of the things that are happening out here currently. So as we're dealing with this um <clears throat> What do you hear specifically from these young adults? I mean, a lot of these folks um, that, that you're working with have already gone through grammar school, right? They've already uh, mm-hmm. been through middle school, probably are, are embarking on high school or just finished high school. Mm-hmm. What are they mm-hmm. telling you about their experience and what are they drawing from that? Or how many of these kids are not even don't even present themselves with that experience? Uh, I think um, one thing is uh, we can't expect out of a kid what we didn't put into him. And so every uh, situation is a case by case. It's, you know, our program approaches in that in that manner because we know every kid's situation is different. Every kid learns different. Every kid has different needs. And so, again, you know, we like to meet that specific kid need. Um, but also they're also a product of our environment, you know, what we have to offer and what we don't have to offer. I mean, we can, you know, kind of lay the blame in a certain area, but what area fall that, you know, we have to be willing to pick up in a different area. And so if you say, for example, you know, school wasn't, that wasn't, enough time for this kid to kind of learn at the pace that they need to learn to go out into the real world and be successful. That's why, you know, after school programs, so there's hours come in there to assist, you know, and work collaboratively with that school and, you know, uh, or that church or whatever opportunity that's out there for us to come together and wrap our arms around that kid to make sure they have everything that they need. I think a lot of times we focus in one area and hang our head in that one area. And when we do that, that's where I think our biggest failure come in at. But you would agree that education is not just about information, it's about formation, right? I mean, it's about mm-hmm. the, the, the creation of community, working with, with mm-hmm. other students, learning from your peers and, and things yep. of that nature, figuring out mm-hmm. where your moral compass is going to be. Um, and, you know, I just I, I'm trying to, to figure out from you because you see it, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, yep. You touch it, I don't. Um, yep. every day, um, you know, and I think a lot of our listeners who, who want to to give of themselves uh, in one way mm-hmm. or another, a lot of times they're confused a little bit about what the messaging is, right? I mean, we talk about uh, a lot of different things holistically, but we yep. also spend a lot of money on education. One of the big things that I'm going to be talking about a lot in 2024 is truancy. We have one of the worst yep. truancy mm-hmm. rates around uh Mm -hmm. we need to figure out a way to keep our kids in school 
Um, yep. You know, and and even a mediocre school is better than being out on the street, in my view. Yep. Uh, in my experience, yep. your thoughts? Yes. Yep. Uh, I think, um, you know, as it relates to school, you're absolutely right. We definitely want our kids in school. Um, I also think that, you know, um, we need to elevate in the school area where we're offering more to kids um, through school and understanding them from the individual approach, approach like who's uh, destined for college or who's destined for the workforce and how early can we identify that or who's, you know, in school and need extra support and assistance. You know, one of the things, you know, that we assist a kid with, we got a kid in our program. Um, she has, you know, she's a kid herself, but she has kids. Right. And so, but she still want to go to school. She want to participate. What does that look like for her? What type of support that we have to put around her for her to have that opportunity, you know, through the mistakes that she made to still be, have an opportunity to get her degree. Uh, but that educational track may look a little different from a student who didn't have kids or who has, you know, a two parent home who does have, you know, any food insufficiencies like, so, you know, that, that looks real different for both of those students. But again, I think that, um, school becomes less important if you're dealing with so many other factors that need to be addressed so you can focus on school. So if you have a kid that's hungry or you have a kid that live in a single parent home who's coming from a place where no lights are on and, you know, uh, school is less important. They're really probably going there to, you know, to get some warmth, uh, some cold, depending on what season it is, and some food. Um, but they have some big responsibilities, and a lot of our kids losing our losing their innocence at a young age, where they are concerned with these things. This is a really thing that's really happened. And when you get to the adult stage of it, you know, adults, you know, pretty much want to talk about what's important, not what's affecting them. So, in many respects, what you're saying is that. There's a certain population of kids that are in public education today that really are more focused on life skills than than they are about education because they have no intention in advancing their education, um, but they need to know the life skills in order to be able to achieve levels of success when they're just out in the world working, right? Right. No, and I think, you know, the they do have, you know, ambitions of, of achieving their success track. And yeah, but they're different. That, there's different types of achievement. I don't mean it in a negative yeah. way. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. formal education is for some folks. It's not for others. And absolutely, I get it. Right. I mean. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, but what I was going to say, not to say that you make it in a negative way, uh, what I was going to say is that, again, that individual approach wears into it's not just having something for both sides, for both situations and not just one situation because, again, if everybody was a great test taker and you put 20 people in that classroom, right, and then you say, okay, we want to find out who the great test, great test taker is, everybody who passed the test may be a great test taker. And then you put some people in that same group in a carpentry class and then, you know, another group of people do really well no skills. So, you know, I think we're saying the same thing. You want to make sure that you have opportunities for people to be successful across the board and not yeah. just this one system that we're kind of shoving people into. You know, because I, 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 I looked at a lot of what the, the programs that y'all offer, and, and these are all yep. incredible programs. And I guess I've never really had the – over the weekend, I wasn't too busy, and I, was, I grew a little weary of watching some of the football games, so I went and jumped on the screen <laughs> and was looking at it, you know. And, was, and it occurred – and I never asked – I've never asked anyone that's running a program, you know, similar to yours – How much easier would it be for you if we had a more proactive school that was kind of working more in conjunction with your mindset as opposed to the mindset that we have right now? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, it would be really uh, easy, and I think it would be really helpful. But I also think that to their defense, they really bogged down with a lot of issues. Um, I was in the meeting, and I, I go to these meetings uh, as it relates to, like, school boards and, you know, JJIC, because I want to be in every area where I can help and build system and give the information. And, you mm-hmm. know, they are dealing with some really big issues. Um, and not to say that the other ones should go and look or notice, but I think, again, from a collaborative effort, we can address all those issues because it's a community problem. I think a lot of times we divide these problems into a school problem or a juvenile problem or any different problems. It's like, no, it's one community problem, and the community can understand that and come together to service that problem. We'll be a lot better off than trying to tackle these individual issues because, you know, same as us, that's why we do the 360 and helping our families because we know once we send them back into the homes, we send them back into that home when we want to change not only the youth, but we want to help the family as well so that way we can make sure that we're addressing the whole issue and not just one side of it. Same as with school, right? Yeah, I mean, I, when when you talk about, like, the the 360 model, if if, if the school was even at 270, <laughs> You know, as opposed yep. to <laughs> as opposed to three sixty, and I right. and I don't mean I'm, I'm not trying to minimize it, but for example, yes, you know you know as well as I that there are kids that that have um, learning disability and challenges. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Yep. We, we spend more we spend more time testing for educational proficiency as opposed mm-hmm. to testing for what their particular challenge may or may not be, mm-hmm. and what is the mm-hmm. best way for them to absorb the material. For example, one Uh student may have a visual spatial analysis uh, perception problem. Well, that we know that there's a body of science out there and the best way for those kids to actually learn. But we don't Uh spend Uh a lot of time working in in that sphere. You know, the the mental health component, bringing it into the school so that it's closer to that 360 um, in Uh in a meaningful way. Uh, so that those mm-hmm. kids can can achieve some early onset successes, especially from age three to seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, again, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree, and that's why I said, you know, the approach from the individual standpoint may cost a lift, may cost way more, and may cost for more time. But I think it's the best approach because you know we're focusing on individuals instead of groups. So I think you're absolutely right in that area. Yeah, because when I look at the programs that y'all offer, workforce development, mentorship, you know, uh, obvious education and training components and youth Mm -hmm. sports and all all of the things that you want kids involved in, the setting of their moral compass and working with NOPD with community-oriented policing and engaging in neighborhood and community groups. But the the interesting thing is is that you – the disparity of one to another has got to be huge of participants within your organization, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, so, and so let me say this, too. Um, we do work in schools. Uh, we have a program uh, we call Wise Guys, where we will, we're currently in uh, five schools right now, and we work with just young men ages 14 to 18. Uh, mm-hmm. We provide a stipend for that program as well. And so we are in schools. Um, mentoring young men and, you know, letting them know how important it is to stay in school, how to uh, communicate, avoid teen pregnancy, um, fatherhood, and all those different things, you know, that they may necessarily have that information at home. We are, you know, in, currently in the schools. We've been doing this for about going on three years now. 
Yeah. Well, but my whole point is, and I mean, you're making my case, is that they ought to have a lot more y'all in in these schools doing this. Obviously, they don't have all the dollars necessary, but that's my point, you know. Yep. You're you're running a 360 program. They're, they're at, I don't know, 180, 220. I don't know where they are. Every school is different, right? But right. it would be great if we could have all of this, because I know y'all touch a lot of kids' lives in the hundreds. I mean, <laughs> you know, and but we, we need to touch in the thousands and tens of thousands, right? And, yes, um, yes. And, and I just, you know, to start off 2024, you just happened to be my first conversation. I said, let me kind of approach this a, a little different. I've heard about your yeah. program. I know a lot of people that support your your program think very highly of your program. Um, Thank you. You know, and I just, it, it's just one of those things that I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to think outside of the box and create some shock yeah. and awe, maybe, for lack of a better yeah. term, because we're Every day that goes by, we lose another day. And Absolutely. I, I, and I know it's probably it's frustrating. Uh, you have a lot of rewarding experiences, but I guess there's a lot of frustrating experiences as well. Yes, yes, yes. We uh, the, last year, uh, close of last year, uh, you know, we we lost obviously you no know, students to gun violence. You know, we had students to be affected by gun violence. You know, it it, it affects our program. Um, but again, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, we're, you know, every year we're looking to increase our name, increase our reach, um, you know, through a, uh, a partnership with our state resolution board. Uh, we was able to open up the second location, the Arthur Monday Center, which I have, uh, you know, for our families to be able to, you know, get family services, computer lab, you know, help a resume building, got job, you know, search, you know, all of those great things. But, you know, that's in the effort to be able to provide more services to more families because it's desperately needed. And, again, a lot of this stuff comes with funding, which I think all organizations, you know, one of that's what the areas that they're struggling. But, you know, when you're passionate about this work, you get it done. But I think that the more you, you create opportunities in spaces like this, the more people are going to come to the help and stop trying to, you know, be in a survival mode and figure everything out, uh, where we kind of find ourselves, at, I think, in these days and these times right now as well. Gregory, if people want to reach out to you, where where can they find you? They can find us at www.heroesofnola.org uh, on our website. Uh, we're on all social media platforms at Heroes of New Orleans. Uh, our phone number is 504-388-4601. It's my number. Uh, I'm willing to collab and work uh, with anybody out there to be able to make our community a better, safer, stronger place for our youth and our families. Um, and... Again, visit our website, check out our programs, and see how you can get involved because volunteers is one of the backbones of any organization, and, boy, do we need them ever in these times. Absolutely. Gregory Ravy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Again, Happy New Year to you, all the members of your organization, the volunteers, and obviously the folks that you all are helping out. We wish the best for you in 2024. Thank you so much, and I just want to give a real shout-out to my team. Uh, they do a phenomenal job. I don't do this work alone, so thank you so much, and also our sponsors uh, and donors. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Gregory Ravy, president of Heroes of New Orleans. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 